Hello and welcome to Romance Isn't Dead, episode 9, <laughs> Authors on the Autobuy List, aka Must Have That Now. Everybody has one of those, right? The author oh. that they just cannot resist, or the actor in the movie that they have to see. That's what we're talking about today. So, our must-buy list. Ray, how's it going? Yep. Not too bad. It's cold. <laughs> How's it going there? Um, it's, I haven't been outside yet because it's still kind of dark, but um, I think it's going to be a pretty day. I do have a Star Wars movie on the docket for the day and probably recovering my house because we went to the horse races yesterday and getting out of the house early in the morning with all the kids all dudded up was an adventure. I saw pictures Sally looked amazing. Oh, thank you. I had the big hat on. I was doing my best impression of someone who went to Ascot, which I'll never do. Um, Neither will I. Yeah. I'll never be there. To be fair, I'd rather go to Goodwood Festival of Speed and see all the cars anyway. I will. Okay, that's fine. I'm a horse person. I like horses. But anyway, all right, we're not here to talk about horses or cars. We're here to talk about romance novels specifically. So um, those things, um, who's on your autobuy list? Who's dropped off? All that good stuff. Do you want to take us away there, Ray? Okay, well, as lovers of all things book, there are definitely a few authors. I know that I've got a few and I know Sally has. It doesn't matter if they've produced a few pretty average books in their time, but we're still loyal to them. We still go to the um, bookshop and see oh, that book's coming out. I want it. And actually, in my case, it's normally on Amazon. I'll get a notification saying such and such an author's new book is coming out. Do you wish to preserve it? And of mm. course, I always click on yes, please, even mm. if it is three times the price it's going to be in six months time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> of Lord course, yes. loyal- <laughs> yeah, loyalties do change. We're, we're going to be doing that in a few months with um, the new Nalini Singh as well, aren't we? And I've seen how much that book costs in ebook. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's three times the price of the last one. Um, but anyway, over time, loyalties shift, your tastes change. And of course, authors do drop off the list. Mm-hmm. So that's true. <laughs> everyone's taste changes. Mm-hmm. So was there is there an author that used to be on your list but isn't or has gone uh I can buy it but I don't really have to I'll be honest with you most almost every author on my auto buy list has kind of fallen off onto the must consider list um I think the only books that are auto buy for me now right now are Nalini Singh's books which sounds really crazy but that's kind of where I am at this point. Um, a, if it's a book in her Side Changeling series or in her um, Archangel series, I I buy, buy it before it's even out. You know, I, I put myself down as a reserving it. And um, with regards to authors that have sort of fallen off the list, it's... It, some of the ones that were on it, they quit write, reading or writing rather. Like, I haven't really seen much from Judith McNaught or Julie Garwood, and you know what I mean in recent years. So yeah, they just they just sort of fell off 
of their own accord, not because I won't buy their books, but because they're not putting anything out. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of where I am. What about you? Uh, do you have any oh. authors that were on your list, but they aren't anymore? Uh, I have a few. I think, um, as I said, I think everybody does. I definitely, I used to buy every single book by Sherilyn Kenyon. I've got 24. I counted them yesterday because I thought, no, it can't really be that many. I've got 24 Dark Hunter books. Oh, wow. And then I, yeah, I know. And I reached that point, I think, where I was reading them because I had them rather than because I was desperately looking forward to their story. I think it all changed after Akiran, which was, I think, book 16. Mm -hmm. And I started picking them up because I thought, oh, maybe it'll pick up on some of the story that has was told in that book, the second half of it, not the first. Mm -hmm. And nothing happened. It was all of a sudden we had were hunters, dream hunters, and it just got so much that I thought, oh, I can't do this anymore. I'm spending so much money on the books because I, I buy them in paperback. I spent so much money on them and I thought, I I can't justify this anymore. Mm -hmm. There are books out there by other authors that I prefer to read and maybe it's time for me to give it a bit of a break and maybe come back to it another day with mm -hmm. a new book in the series. And then, of course, there is... Uh, Katie McAllister with her Dark One series and she also did a dragon series and a series about um, a witch I think mm -hmm. um, Mary Janice Davidson with her undead Betsy Queen of the Vampires series started off really really funny and then it got far too serious and they were quite short books as well mm -hmm. they're quite amusing the first six in the series are hilarious and then it got to book seven and I thought mm, I've already read this mm-hmm then Anita Blake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got I got through five of those before I thought I don't want to slut shame anybody um, at all. But mm -hmm. I just thought, no, this is just sex. It's not a story anymore. Mm -hmm. And of course, Suki Stackhouse. So dear God, there's a lot of authors I've gone. Uh, no, mm -hmm. I don't want to read these anymore. <laughs> well, you know what I'm noticing, Ray? What? As you, you're naming all these authors... They're all paranormal. I know. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, they're all paranormal. And it, I mean, the truth of the matter is, you and I, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, you and I met through the Harry Potter fandom. Yep. So it's not, it's not that I'm surprised that you enjoy paranormal books, because of course I do, and, and Harry Potter is obviously, you know, wizarding world, right? So <laughs> It is. Um, that, that shouldn't come as a surprise. I just, I was expecting to hear more of the historical authors on your list as opposed to paranormal authors, which I just thought was interesting. <laughs> um, that's just interesting to me. That's all. Um, and I, um, I, I empathize quite a bit. I realized the other day that I was looking at my Kindle app on my iPad and I realized that I bought the Asheron book which you say a Kiron I say Asheron yeah um I bought the Asheron book but I don't think I ever read it like I my bought recommendation it, 
read the second half. Don't bother with book one, but read book two. Uh, book one is all about his origins, but we're not here to talk about his book. However, my recommendation is if you want the action and to find out how he meets his HEA, read the second half of the book. The first okay. half is a bit, nah. And I love mythology, but okay. I got very bored very quickly and I really struggled with it. And okay. if I if I hadn't thought that the second half was going to happen, I wouldn't have finished it. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I, I just, I just thought about that the other day when I was, um, I was actually rereading Valerius's story. I'm still kind of reading it, but, um, I just was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and, um, and I realized I, I never even read it, which really surprised me. So, Anyway, and, and I bowed out of the Dark Hunter series well before you did. Um, and I went back to buy the Asheron book. And then um, I bought that. But I don't know that I bought anything around it at all. So, anyway, it's interesting. It's very mm. interesting. Um, okay, well, that's good. That's good. Um, so, you, it looks like you used to be like me. I think we both got our start in romance novels with historicals, like really yeah, uh, deep well, into them. Like, see, I got my start into like romance, romance, maybe not my start. My start was in the little, <laughs> the little, um, Harlequin Presents. Yeah. Right. I mean, I read, I'm a, I read, must've read a billion of those, but, but, <laughs> um, I, really liked historical romances because I was always a history person and so my list of historical authors was fairly long um and who was on your auto buy or always read list I didn't buy I went to the library a lot yeah you see I went to the library a lot however I don't know if anyone goes to the goes to British libraries masses but they don't have a huge selection and they never have done of they have sagas and they are things like you can find 10,000 copies of a Catherine Cookson. But you're not as likely to find the um, Julie Garwoods, the Catherine Coulters, the um, Gina Lindsay's, the Jude Devereaux's on Why the not? bookcase because we don't seem to have them. It's kind of like I was um, we were having a talk previously and completely off podcast about books. And I, I mentioned about how if I wanted um, before the uh, sort of before Amazon started and I've realized I've actually been a member for 19 years this year. But before Amazon became a big thing over here, if I wanted a romance novel that was written by Joanna Lindsay or Jude Devereaux or even Julie Garwood, I had to go to a city, to a big bookstore. You know, that's interesting, too, because what that would promote is, okay, I've got to save money, so when I go to the bookstore, I can afford to buy more than one book. Yeah, because otherwise it's completely not worth it. Hello, a load of student debt. I used to go to university in a city, well, quite near home, about to, uh, about an hour from where I live, and I would, on my way back from classes, I would go to the borders that had opened up. And I was allergic to something in their bags, but I still bought books there. 
and I'd go home and my nan would always know that I'd purchased a book because my hands would be like balls (laughs) solid red swollen really painful because I had gone into the bookshop and I'd spent half of my student loan money on (laughs) romance novels because it was the only place I could get them don't tell (laughs) I paid it all off it's mine now I paid them all off but it was a case of I that was the only place I could get hold of the books that I wanted Mm -hmm. I mean I could find plenty of chiclet which I now love but at that point I wanted something slightly steamy Mm. um imagine all the costumes and everything else so I'd have to travel an hour to get myself to get a copy of a book because Amazon didn't exist, so there was no convenient one-click buy. It was a case of going to the nearest borders, mm-hmm. buying a ton of books, so the trip was worthwhile, mm-hmm. and then coming home and hoarding them until I saved up enough money to go again. Wow. Um, well, I mean, our libraries, are they actually stock you know, the paper bag, the bodice rippers. They had them. Um, Which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had they had the body strippers and all that stuff, and so I could get my hands on them that way. And but I have found that Amazon Kindle especially has changed the way I buy books. I am a whole lot more likely to just impulsively buy an ebook than to walk into Barnes and Noble or to walk into Books a Million and buy books. For some reason, it's harder for me to do that. I don't know why <laughs> it is, but it is. I it takes more preparation. And more thought. Yeah, and, and I'm standing there, and I'm, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do I? But it's somehow, if I can just hit, hit click to buy now. I mean, Amazon's freaking genius. You know, <laughs> they're geniuses. <laughs> they, yeah. They've gotten this pulled off. Um, but I have spent so much money with Amazon. Let's not even talk about it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could devote an entire episode to books I've bought on Amazon because they looked like they were a great deal. <laughs> yeah. And it's you so know, easy to I discard Kindle, them when they cost less. Yeah, and I and I did uh I do Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> I'll borrow a book, but if I'm three pages in and I don't like it, I hit return. I I'm not I mean I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or anything, but I hit return if I don't like that book. Three pages in. And one way to <laughs> one way to ensure that I don't like your book is to write it in first person. Present tense. <laughs> I'm out. There we go. We know Sally's dislike already. I am out. I'm uh, nope. And, and I'll I'll read the first page. And if it's in first person present tense, nope. I'm done. I'm absolutely done. And if it was a book on a bookshelf in a bookstore, you know, the Barnes and Noble or whatever, I'll read the first couple pages just standing there. That would be something that I would read the first couple pages, slap right back on the shelf and move along because I'm not going to waste my money on that. I hate that. (laughs) Hate, hate that. Yeah, definitely passionate about what you dislike in that kind of, I'm not so, I would say I'm not so fussy, but there are certain things that if I find in a book, if I find a typo, I've actually been, I've been told, I was told off quite a lot at my school library for doing this. I put a post-it note in the book highlighting where the errors were. I was one of those horrible kids. (laughs) That really is horrible. 
I find, um, especially within, it's even more noticeable on Kindle. Mm-hmm. I was going through some of the copies of books that I've got on Kindle and where I've made highlight marks. And they are all highlights to do with grammar, spelling. That's it, just grammar and spelling. Um, mostly they spelt this incorrectly or um, this is the wrong word or it's for me it's lazy editing yeah yeah <laughs> it is and it annoys me and that is one thing it that is guaranteed to push me away from an author is if and it's not their fault it's if their editor was bad right no I agree it should push you away from a book yeah because if I start noticing that sort of thing I'm obviously not engaged enough or invested enough in the story to actually care exactly exactly i totally agree i totally agree okay so um i don't guess it's a surprise to anyone that my um my auto buy list is nalini singh um and she's been on that list for me for years at this point um and i'm thinking i have 20 plus books of hers on my Kindle. I think I even have one of her old, um, like Harlequin cause she got her, she got her start with like Harlequin, which is I think Mills and Boone. It is indeed. Okay. in in Britain and she got her start there where a lot of folks get their start. But, um, but <clears throat> I didn't like that specific one as well, but it, you know, it confined to that formula and whatnot and it was fine. But yeah, um, yeah, so she's the, she tops my must buy list and I think pretty much everybody else right now is a must consider. So even if it's, um, like Sherilyn Kenyon, I'll consider almost any book by her. Um, I'm trying to think of some other authors. If you ever made my must buy list, you're a must consider author for me. Christine <laughs> Feehan. Uh, she used to be on my must buy list and now I, I always read the synopses. I just, at a certain point, I tend to bow out, you know, Yeah. if you're 20 books in, I'm like, okay, okay. I, I get it. You know, um, it's really kind of, and hard you can to... almost, you can almost predict what's going to happen too. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. I think you've reached a point. I know Saturation. that that's exactly that's what happened for me with the dark hunter series it's what happened it's what's happened for me and it breaks my heart because she was one of the first authors historical authors that i read as an adult but joanna Lindsay's mallory series which i loved and we are going to be reading one of hers later on i loved the mallory series i mean so much george's story is one of my favorites and Mm -hmm. hers is the one we're going to be reading but reached a point where I can't suspend my disbelief any longer and I can't read the same story again. I can read a, I can reread a book, but I don't want to buy another book by the same author with different character names with exactly the same situations. It's quite funny because we were talking, we last week we discussed the other Miss Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned something in a conversation that Sally Sally and I had during the week Mm -hmm. about how I noticed something that all of Julia Quinn's characters, female characters, say during the sex scenes. And that is that it feels strange. When they're asked how their first time is, while 
during the act, I'm trying to think of a tactful way to say it without making us an explicit episode, during the act, they all respond with, it's strange or it's weird. Mm-hmm. All of them. And I've read about seven or eight now and every single one of them says the same thing. And it's it takes, because I've noticed it, now I've noticed it, I'm not going to be able to notice it. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I was also reading another Julia Quinn. And because last week with the other Miss Bridgerton, we had noted that there wasn't a kiss until like 50% into the book. And then they actually, you know, do the deed, if you will, at like 80%. I'll be daggummed if those percentages were not the exact same in this other book. I I didn't have the same feeling with that particular book that it should have been a novella. And it's not that Julia Quinn is bad because she's actually a really good author. It's just Mm. that it, it was something that I noticed. And maybe it was just a coincidence. But I was like... I looked at, I was like, good Lord, it's 50, it's, it was like I think 52%, but I was like, still, I was like, oh my God, it's like the same, same percentage. But um, anyway, I actually liked that book better than the other Miss Bridgerton, but it's neither here nor there. Um, okay. So you said Sherilyn Kenyon was on your must buy, right? No, she was, she but was. she wasn't anymore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and then another one that has been on my must buy list. Um, and, um, I do enjoy her books. Jane Ann Krentz. She also writes as Amanda Quick and Jane Castle. So, and she started as a Harlequin stroke mm -hmm. Mills and Boone author. Mm -hmm. I've got a few, I've got a few of hers. What, What was the name on those? Do you remember? Jane Ann Krentz. She was Jane Ann Krentz. Okay. She was indeed. Okay. So, um, I like her still. Um, it, she is a formula writer. So if you like the formula, like her books. But um, yeah, I've, I've, I have a lot of her books. And a lot of her books I've gotten in hardback when they make it to the the Bargain discounts. Bin. Yeah, the discount section. I'll buy it for like $6 or something and, and have a hardback. So I, yeah, I... If you like Paranormal, she's got her Jane Castle series. If you like Historicals, she's Amanda Quick. And if you like Contemporary, sometimes with this with a bit of Supernatural, she's Jane and Krentz for you. Mm. And um, and I mentioned Christine Feehan as well. Um, you did indeed. Yeah, she she she's the one who who sort of changed vampire romance for me. But okay, she did her job, and now I'm kind of like okay. I'm done. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I just read a book by her. Um, Vengeance Road, maybe. Maybe not Vengeance Road. But it's about a motorcycle club. And, and her books have taken, or at least that series, has taken a turn for the... Um, I don't want to say this. It's taken a turn, I think, almost towards erotica, more so than romance. It's not that the two leads don't love each other, but there is a, a like, it, it, it just. It's kind moved, of Anita Blake. It's moved up on the chili pepper scale. Oh. Um, it's moved up on the spicy scale, but. Um, so it, it's more a 10 than a six. Yes. Um, I would say it's at least a nine. And, <laughs> um, and. The other thing is, I'm not sure I love this particular, um, the AU, it's not AU, I'm not sure I particularly love this, this world she's written in. It's, um, uh, 
it's um, about a motorcycle club. And that's just not my jam so much, you know. So, mm. um, I, yeah, it's just not my jam. So, but. That's not, the thing. I was, you were talking about an, a neat um, Quick, Amanda you. Quick. Earlier I was, yeah. Yeah, you were. And it reminded me that I read a couple of hers. In fact, I might still have them on my bookcase years ago. And I found those to be far more sex-driven than other historicals I'd read previously. Unless it was a bodice ripper? Mm, well, even the bodice rippers. I mean, I look at the earlier, some of the earlier, not all of the earlier, Joanna Lindsay's or the Jude Devereaux's. And mm -hmm. in comparison with those, this was not as tame. Yeah. No. Well, see, here's the thing. To me, Jude Devereaux especially, is always um, sweeter. PG-13. Yeah. Um, more more romance-driven than sex-driven. But Rosemary Rogers, for instance, to me, oh, she's yeah. like, she is a bodice ripper author. Oh, yeah. Bertrand Smalls, bodice ripper, right? So for me, Jude Devereaux was never really a bodice ripper as opposed to... Um, Rebecca Brandywine, you know, mm. so I, I don't know. It's just me. It's just my thought. But, you know, I actually like the the, te the um, sensitivity behind the Jude, behind the Jude Devereux books. Mm -hmm. She was for a very long time. She was on my historical must buy. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, for a very long time. Yeah. She was I, I think I've got everything of hers going up to maybe the mid 90s. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, same. For a very long time, I I loved her books. So I'm I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's a little different. That's all. Mm. Than than sort of what I think when I think of bodice ripper. That's all. Um. Okay. So let's see. Going back to the list. Um. All right. Well, I was talking about Christian Feehan and how she you were sort of changed. Um, genres, not genres, but changed her uh, writing focus, although she's still writing about vampires. Um, you were listing off a bunch of supernatural authors earlier. Uh, any vampire um, uh, authors in particular that well, you want to touch on? Mary Janice Davidson and her Undead series, mm -hmm. um, which, which is many people will call it Betsy the Vampire Queen series or the Betsy series. Mm -hmm. That started off, um, I mean, I'm not even sure how many books there are now, but I, I stopped at six. I picked up seven, looked at it, and decided that I wasn't interested. Mm -hmm. I think that was the point where it took a, a shift and became far, not necessarily darker, but far more serious with her friend getting cancer and all manner of other things. Mm -hmm. And it got a bit... To, it hit, in in a way, a vampire novel hit too close to home. Um, but I decided that I was fine with sticking at six. They didn't end, it didn't end on a massive cliffhanger. So I knew how the, the, the characters were fine. And I was happy with that. So mm -hmm. I left the books at book six. They still have pride of place on my bookshelf and I still read them occasionally. So I, I'm not one of these, um, buy it and then read it once and then give it away. I, I mm -hmm. am a hoarder. I'm a hoarder when it comes to books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a massive hoarder when it comes mm -hmm. to books. 
And one of the reasons I'm so thankful for Kindle is because I am a hoarder of books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same, same. But so Mary Janice Davidson was one that I really enjoyed her first six. Mm-hmm. Not, to, and I think she also writes a mermaid series, or she did write a mermaid series about a mermaid called Fred. And they started off okay, but I was fed up with waiting for the next book in the series, and I moved on to something else. And that sounds so impatient. I'm not a millennial. Um, That sounds really bad too. I'm not someone who is always hugely impatient. But I have learned not to wait so long. If anybody out there read the Night World series by LJ Smith, Mm. are you still waiting? Are you still waiting for book 10? (laughs) (laughs) I'm still waiting for book 10 and it was supposed to be released in 1999. So it's 20 years we've been waiting for that book. I don't think it's going to happen. I might give up after a decade. (laughs) Just saying. I still live in hope, but I think it's because we see that she's doing other stuff and she's writing a spin-off series of, because of course she wrote the vampire diaries Mm -hmm. and she wrote secret circle and she wrote what was my favourite young adult trilogy mm-hmm. with um, Julian, The Runes and The Forbidden Game, which mm-hmm. was brilliant. So every once in a while you get a little whisper of, oh, strange fate is coming out and then nothing happens. <laughs> I understand. Um, this talk of vampires reminds me. There were two authors that I read and they used to be on my must buy list, but they aren't on my Kindle because I've read them. A lot of them as actual physical paperbacks. Mm -hmm. J.R. Ward wrote the dark or the black dagger brotherhood series. Yes. She's still writing it, isn't she? She is still writing it and she's expanding and all that stuff. It fell off my list after about six or seven books, but I was fairly heavily involved in that. I mean, I actually had an account at her website and chatted on the chat boards and the whole nine years, which is big for me for a romance novel mm. series. Like it's, yeah, that was a big step into the fandom for me. And, um, I think I quit, I'm trying to remember the brother's name, but for me, it just went too far. Oh my how how can something go too far for me? Um, but it I don't know, just, but not only that, how can it go too far in a fictional vampire world? I don't know. I don't know. But it was like, for whatever reason, it just felt like, it just felt a little bit like it jumped the shark. And I was like, okay, never mind. And, and I tried to get back into it, but I just couldn't. And so I think I've read one of her books in the last... 10 years maybe I don't know and wow. it was, yeah it was and it, it was really good and I, I guess I think it probably had the potential to get me back into it but I just did I didn't care enough to get back into it and mm-hmm. I think that's the only J.R. Ward book I have on my Kindle and I'm not being pejorative I just she's a very talented author very very talented she's still writing good stuff I just it, it, it became not for me and then the she's other, someone I've never read um, if you don't have a desire to correct spelling, um, because all the brothers' names are, um, 
words like rage, but they're spelled differently. It's R-H-A-G-E. Oh, God. Yeah. And um, I think the first brother is Wrath. And, but he's actually spelled right. <laughs> um, but afterward, I, I, all the other brothers have different spellings for their names. But anyway, um, and then I read Laura Adrian's books. And I liked her books as well. Um, and But she's kind of, again, fallen off. And I think part of it is just vampire romances have kind of fallen off for me a little bit. Mm. You know, I've just kind of moved into the world of shapeshifters or something. I don't know. I guess one day that will also change. But I say that, and yet I adore Nalini Singh's vampires. So I don't know. <laughs> and, and <laughs> That's Nalini... the thing. I mean, uh, maybe it's the um, Twilight tire. Maybe. Maybe. That's possible. That's possible. Um, there was a while there where there were so many. There was an abundance of vampire fiction whether mm-hmm. it was because they realized that it would sell mm-hmm. the popularity of shows like Buffy, the vampire mm-hmm. diaries, true blood, then the twilight movies and all of that has contributed to a glut, mm-hmm. a massive glut of vampire novels. Right. And it used to be that you couldn't find one. Yeah. And now they're all over the place. Um, And I'm not sure, and everyone tries to come up with a fresh take on them, but at a certain point, I think we're running out of fresh takes. I agree. Um, And I say that, and then someone will explode onto the scene tomorrow, and I will welcome them um, with a fresh take on vampires. I'm just not sure what exactly it will be. Um, Maybe it'll be an adult take on Hotel Transylvania. (laughs) (laughs) Please, if you're listening to this, do not, do not do that. Please. No, don't, 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 don't. Okay, so our very first book was by Julie Garwood. Um, I don't think too much about the historical accuracy or the like thereof because it'll it'll mess with my head. But um, (laughs) we do like feisty heroines here at Romance Isn't Dead, and who doesn't look love a Highlander in a kilt? Um, Again, don't think about historical accuracy right right don't (laughs) don't worry that that's 500 years too early um i can't help it i have to worry about that okay but she doesn't really appear to be writing anymore so no more julie garwood ish at this point well that's the thing i mean she turned to didn't she do the same as judith mcnaught who hasn't actually written anything in 12 years but she turned to thrillers yeah Modern day, yeah. Modern day thrillers, um, which she's still writing and whoever's managing her Facebook page is still doing giveaways and things, but they are of her thrillers rather than, which I think have an element of romance to them, but they're Mm. still thrillers. I picked up one accidentally once and was so disappointed that it wasn't historical. Mm. And I think that the last one she did that was historical was the third in the secret ransom series. And that was not super well received. No, it wasn't. So I actually had to buy it in hardback. Oh, Mm. because there was no paperback release date. So I had to buy it in hardback, which was quite annoying. Interesting. Very interesting. 
Okay. Light music or something, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. All right. Well, back to the arts. uh, Linda Howard loved a lot of her books. They are actually, most of them are contemporaries that I've read. She had one time travel romance, but I don't like time travel. Um, There you go. There's another thing Sally doesn't like. She doesn't like (laughs) present tense, first person, and time travel. (laughs) It's such a cop out. And Is that why you're not going to? You're so worried about Endgame? Yes, that and they're going to kill Captain America, and I'm not okay with that. This is not a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know that they're going to kill Captain. I don't know that they're going to. I think they're going to kill Captain America. Sorry, not a spoiler, not at all. That's my, that's my feeling. How's that? <laughs> and I don't like that. Yeah. But anyway, all right. Um. Okay, so is there anyone else that you want to talk about? I'm I'm actually going to write a blog post about this with, like, my full list, but I don't want to bore people with my whole list on the podcast. Her Um, list is really long. My list isn't so long, and I've been reading romance a lot. Yeah, I've read romance for 30 years. Give me a break. So have I. 33 years, 34 years. (laughs) I go through phases with it, though. I mean, I've got books, like, I've got... I've got Catherine Coulter. I'm looking at my bookcase right now. I've got Catherine Coulter. I've mm-hmm. got Cressley Cole. I've got... Uh, um, Moaning. That mm-hmm. sounds really bad. The um, Highlander series. Yeah. And I've got a load of other books whose titles I cannot make out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what they are. They're Lindsay Sands. Yet another vampire series. I stopped reading those when it reached a point where the characters who'd been in the first book that I really enjoyed were no longer being mentioned because that was really the only reason I was reading any further in the series. Um, (laughs) But my, and we're reading one of hers right now, my must buy, I have two. I only have two must buys and they are both British authors which is a miracle because they're very rare. Um, And they are Jenny Colgan Mm. and Jill Mansell. And Jenny Colgan and Jill Jill Mansell are classified both as chiclet authors, um, and which is quite, which could be potentially considered a perjurative term. Mm. But they are, um, Jenny Colgan writes very heavily comedic threads through her stories. She has serious storylines but there is this um a nice comedic tone to some of them Mm -hmm. um rosie hopkins sweet shop of dreams is one of my favorites by her which has an element of real poignancy to it and then of course we are reading my absolute favorite by jill mansell over um Mm -hmm. at the moment and that is to the moon and back which is an incredible book and i'm hoping sally is gonna like it it really is so it's I wouldn't say it's sweet because it starts with a massive tragedy but it has got that real emotiveness to it and that's Mm. what I love about her book so she is on my must buy the minute a new book by her is announced I order it wow and then I savor it I don't read it in five minutes flat I savor it because otherwise because I don't want it to end because I know it's going to be another year till I get another one 
I understand. I totally understand. I do. Perfect. All right. Well, I would like to know if our readers have must buys and who they are because, well, I'm always looking to expand my list. And um, if there's anyone that you would like to share with us, please, please do. Right. Where can people find us to tell us about their must buys? Everywhere. Um, yes, everywhere. <laughs> we are. We're on. We're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. All of the links are. To, all of the links to our channels are posted on a pod. Um, on a blog post on our mm-hmm. Romance Isn't Dead blog, which is found at romancenotdead.wordpress.com. Mm-hmm. I'll post the link to that below the YouTube video and the podcast on. Podbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go there. We post regularly, I mean, really regularly on Twitter, which mm-hmm. is ISN Romance. And um, well, we're everywhere. God, that sounds like we're Big Brother. Um, <laughs> this is not 1984, but we, um, <laughs> we are spreading our wings and flying a little bit. So we are on YouTube if that's how you want to listen to us and we're on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, we're on Google Play. If you're in the US, you can access it. Sorry, UKers, it's mm-hmm. not accessible over here because we don't have it. And obviously the link to our podcast um, our podcast can be po- is posted pretty regularly on our Twitter account. Right. Perfect. And comment to us on any of those places. Yes, you can find us. We we are visible. That is perfect. Um, if you want to reach out directly to me, I'm Palmetta Blue on Twitter. And then I think Ray just says Trevor ISN Romance on Twitter, right? Yeah. That's where I have got my, my, yeah, that is where I'm most active. I do have a personal Twitter account and it is posted in the blog article, but I am so inactive there. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm also on instagram as palmetta blue and um yeah i I just look at pretty pictures and post pretty pictures there i don't really do a whole lot with the podcast there um i post pictures of cats so (laughs) fair enough fair enough i post pictures of hats yesterday so there's that all right so um right now what are we reading again ray we are we are reading To the Moon and Back by Jill Mansell. It came out in 2001. and no, 2001? Yeah. Or was it 2011? I think it's 2011. 2011. Thank you for creating. It was 2011. I knew it wasn't new, new. Okay. I was confused because I was like, I swear it's a 2011 because I was <laughs> buying the book. <laughs> I didn't need to. I went to look at it and it said, you already own this book. It's like, yes, I know. I've read it about 10,000 times. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, if y'all would like to join us in our little read-along, we would love to have you do so. And we will be podcasting about To the Moon and Back by Jill Mansell next week. Thank you for tuning in to Romance Isn't Dead. Ray, how would you like to sign out? Keep on searching for your happily ever after. And I would remind you that Romance Isn't Dead. It's alive and well on your bookshelf. Bye. Bye.